0: shift gears a little bit let's just talk about you a lot of people may not know your story Carl like I do just talk about like you know growing up in Haiti and then making your way to Florida and then on to West Virginia yeah. and to, to the NFL just give a little bit of the background story of what you had to do to, to make it where you're at now oh man uh,
1: like you know we, we took that trip back um I think you was with me when we went to our, my hometown yeah did you um, yeah 14, did you leave before okay yeah man I, I came here when uh, I was 11 um uh-huh came over, moved to, with my mom to Orlando when I was 11 years old. And, and, you know, I think when you grow up in Haiti, man, you can attest to that, like, you know, it's, it's, you kind of have to grow up fast, you know. And um, I was 11, but mentally I feel like I was a lot older than that, you know what I mean? So uh, when I came over here... Um, I realized how fortunate I was, you know, you know, when you grew up in Haiti, you know, you know, a lot of people think, you know, it's, you know, it's, yeah, you know, it's it's poor, it's, it's a very poor country, but when you growing up there, you got friends and family that love you, you don't realize that, you know, yeah, living you don't even in poverty think about like it like that, but, you know, once I came over here, I realized that, man, and I was like, man, uh, that's not what I want my kids to go through, I don't want to have to go through that again, man, so, you know, I was always focused, you know, and, uh, you know, as a Haitian, you probably relate to that. So I would get in trouble at school, man. And <laughs> Me too. Only the only thing, only, only thing, exactly. You know, you know, back then it wasn't so cool to be Haitian. So yeah. kids would, you know, tease you or whatever it exactly. was, man. And I, would, you know, exactly. So I would. You know get in trouble in school and all my all my mom had to tell me was i'ma send you back to haiti and you know straight right got on shit. Up. <laughs> I got, I exactly i got my shit right you know so um and i was always always had that chip on my shoulder from then on man i knew that i wanted to get my mom out of that the situation we were in um you know um, didn't have a lot of money and you know, she couldn't make it to my games and because she was always working. So, you know, it was always that, that hunger and that chip on my shoulder that I, I want to get my family out of that situation and, uh, you know, and take care of my mom. And, and now I got my own family starting now. And, you know, but uh, so went, like I said, grew up in Orlando. Once I moved from from Haiti, man, and, and worked, you know, grinded, um, stayed focused. Uh when a lot of uh, friends were doing certain things. I knew I, I had I had a goal set in mind, man. I knew where I came from, and I couldn't go back there. So, um, so went to West Virginia. Um, probably best decision I ever made, mm. uh, man. You know, and and graduated from there, man. And, and the Raiders took took a chance on me, gave me out the opportunity, man, and, and changed my family's life.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is an amazing story for for you to move from Haiti yeah. to Orlando and. I always wanted to ask you, yeah. what made you choose West Virginia? Because, I mean, us Haitian and Florida boys, that's – like and I know they recruit heavily in Florida, but I'm like, yeah, as cold as it is
1: there, like what made you go to West Virginia? man, it's, man, I took my visit, I took, I had a lot of offers um, coming out of high school, man, I, I took my visit there and it was just something about that town, man, yeah. the way they, they love football and they embrace their football players, you know, it's a very small town, you know, you live, you gotta fly into Pittsburgh and then drive like a hour and a half to Morgantown, yeah. you know, cause they don't really, so it's a small college town and it's all about football and I think that's what really intrigued me to it and it was like, man, they, they, they take football serious there and, you know, I, I really liked the coach that was recruiting me at the time, man. I think we made a good connection and uh, I liked the defense they were running at the time um, and they had put that whooping on uh, I think Clemson that <laughs> year I, I, I committed. I like, was like 73 to like 30. Ooh, and God I was goodness. like, oh yeah Oh yeah, I'm, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm dead. You know, that was back when, you know, Tayvon Austin and yeah. Steadman and Geno, those guys man, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely going to West Virginia, man Honestly, see one of the best decisions I could have made because it took me away from from home and, and you know, smart, I was comfortable. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I wish I had a lot of opportunities to I could have stayed closer home, but I knew that, you know, it wasn't going to bring the best out of me. I was going to be too comfortable. Yeah. So I, I was out of my element. You know, I was uncomfortable. I had to be away from home and be on my own and really um, stay focused. And it was all up on me. So, um, so like I said, it was, You know, it was definitely cold as hell, but it was the best decision I probably made, man, and it got me where I'm at
0: right now. I think it's important that you said that because a lot of these kids making these decisions, you know, they're based off of, like, what the uniform looks like with this, but it's really a business decision if you look at it. If you have aspirations Mm -hmm. to go to the next level or just want to focus in school and figure out what you want to do in your life, you have to make the business decision, and it sucks at 18 you're making lifelong decisions but that's what it yeah. is you have to make the decision that's best for you i think it was smart that you were like well i could have you know stayed home but it wasn't gonna yeah. get me where i needed to be and i think that's exactly that just shows that your character and what your mentality was at 18 to be like nah i'm gonna go all the way to West virginia where i know i'm away from everybody i'm away yeah, from exactly. home and i could just focus on yeah. the game and f- focus on school and i think it says a lot to who you are for you to even think like that yeah. at 18.
1: No, for sure, man Because, uh, you know I was close to Honestly, going to UCF, man I was really close should have came on over, yeah. man We would have had you It yeah, would have been were, tough You would have been at home, though them, Exactly, <laughs> man They were, I'm I literally like the coach would be at my house like every other day, you know, yeah. coming to talk to my parents, but it was more so you know, he was trying to buy my parents uh, approval <laughs> more than anything, you know what I mean, and, and hoping that my parents would convince me, but um, I was close to to making that decision man, but like you said, I, I realized man, when I weighed my options, I was like you know, do I rather be comfortable here at home where I can just drive home every weekend or every whenever I want, or do I want to go away and really focus uh, on my goals and what I need to achieve, so, and, and that's why I, t- I, t- I made that decision.
0: Yeah, we would have loved to have you at UCF, but you ultimately <laughs> made the right decision. I mean, going yeah. to Virginia, being drafted in the first round, you ultimately made the right decision. Not so, sure. Carl, what are some of the things that you enjoy doing outside of football? What do you like to do in the offseason?
1: So, bro, right now, it, it's so different now, man, because, mm. you know, I'll, I was used to, you know, my first year in the league, and and being on my own and you know hanging out with my boys and going out and stuff but now man it's like totally different i got a got a little girl now man and really my life revolves around them right now man it's my my wife and my baby girl and, and it's a blessing man it's like it, it opens your, your eyes to a lot of things really um so right now, man, uh I don't do much, man. Even yeah. before that, honestly, man, I was always about ball, bro. Like, yeah. um, I think from you, you probably, you know, from your short time really spending with me when we were in Haiti, man, you, you could probably see that, attest to that, man. I was always yeah. all about ball really since 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 high school, man. You know, um, you know, I, I like to do things here and there, go out and, and have a good time and but man, I, I don't really have much hobbies, bro. Like it's always I'm always grinding or, or focusing on ball, really.
0: I mean, yeah, you got your head on your shoulder. I mean, you have you have your family, a beautiful family with you. Yeah. I mean, I know you'd like to travel a little bit. I've seen some of your it's posts on Instagram. For sure, I mean If, it's, if it's,
1: you would say that, I guess that would be <laughs> one of the things. I definitely love to travel. I think that's one thing that's it's in my um, my plans is. Um, it's to travel a lot more. Um, probably not right now because I, I got this injury right and get yeah. healthy, man, and get ready for free agency and, and what, what's next. But um, in the summer, I'll probably take a trip somewhere. Not sure where yet, man. But we definitely got to get this hated trip back, yeah. back
0: going, though. Well, 100%. I think it's important to, to travel just because you get to embrace so yeah. many different cultures exactly. and see yep. so many different backgrounds. And that's one of my favorite hobbies. I, I try to at least take three if I can four trips out of the country every year just to four to be trips. In, yeah. Three, three. I mean, oh, I am not playing no more, so I can do that.
1: That's, yeah, that's that that's their that return. Like man.
0: <laughs> I can, I can do yeah. that now. But yeah, just to be engulfed in somebody in somebody else's culture besides ours. I think exactly. it's, it's amazing to see how people live their daily life and yeah. some of the things like we talked about that we take for granted. I mean, people are dying for and, and, and really right, need right. in other countries and we just we just take it for granted, man. And and you really get to everything comes full circle when you go to other countries like when I went to Brazil when I went to Thailand and in Brazil I was in favelas. Yeah. like the simplest thing make these kids and adults happy and, and there's things in the states that we take for granted so I think it's amazing when you do go on trips to, to embrace the culture yeah. that you're the trip you're taking like embrace that culture wherever country you're going to man
1: yeah I agree with that bro yeah. um uh, uh that's cool, man. You usually take those trips on your own, or but
0: no? I usually go with with friends. Um, I, I have a few friends. Like when I was playing, so we would always try to take a trip, like right when the season ended, if we weren't in the playoffs. Yeah. So, like sometime yeah. in between, like January, like before the Super Bowl, like. But during yeah. the playoffs, but before the Super Bowl, because like a lot of times if I wasn't in the playoffs, I didn't really want to watch football I was playing because it hurt exactly. that bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I have a example of one in 2015. I'm with the Jets. Um, we go 10-6, and all we needed to do was win the last game. We were 10-5 we and 5 at the time. We go up to Buffalo to, to play Rex, who was my old coach. Um, I end up going to Buffalo to make sure to play for him. Um, and all we had to do was beat them. They were depleted on offense. They had a lot of injuries. And yeah. we practically laid an egg versus them. I don't know if it was the weather. I don't, I don't know what was going on. We thought they were going to lay down, which we should have known better because Lex yeah. had been our coach for three years, and we know he's a great mm-hmm. motivator. He gets everybody ready. But uh, exactly. we ended up losing that game and not getting into the playoffs at 10 to 6, which really hurts because if you look at the last couple of years, there's been so many teams getting in at 9 to 7. So it, it kind of disgusts me every time yeah. I even think about yeah. it, not getting into the yeah. playoffs yeah. at 10 to 6. So that year, me and I, actually Darrell Reeves, we, we ended up going to Australia and New Zealand, and we took the Dang, trip. Bro, like good yeah. We took the trip during the conference championship game because we didn't even we wanted to fly back in the air during the Super Bowl because we believed our team was that good. If we had got in, we felt like we was gonna make a run, but we were just yeah. so hurt that we took the trip during the playoffs and we didn't watch no football. <laughs> we were over there and, and we flew back. Crazy. We flew back on Super Bowl Sunday. I didn't even get to watch the Super Bowl. I was that Damn. hurt, man. So like, I don't think a lot of people understand like. The, the blood sweat and tears i know it sounds like a cliche but exactly. everything yeah, that you put in sure. is to go win that ring and when you don't even yeah. get a chance to even go compete for it in the playoffs like that hurts after 16 games in the year man that really hurts yeah
1: it is man um it is bro um, i remember i had that conversation with, with our team before uh one of the games this year man it was you know you know it was i basically told them man it's you know what's our goals you know It's pointless, you know, all the work we put in, if we're not trying to make the playoffs, you know, everything we've done is pointless, you know, because now we're at home and, you know, it's only two teams standing. And and after all the hard work we put in all year, you put your body through, you know, uh, you know, all the stuff, treatment you got to wake up and get, painkillers you got to take and all that stuff, man, it's kind of pointless if you're not playing for something at the end of the year.
0: Well, Carl, it's been a somber week uh, already this week, you know, the tragic loss of, of Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant. I looked at one of your posts, and you wore a number eight in college. You said he was one of the reasons yeah. why you yep. wore the number eight. Just tell me how Kobe impacted you and and how you're feeling after this tragic loss. I mean, I know it's almost impossible to put into yeah. words, and it's been killing me. Kobe was one of the first jerseys that I brought in, yeah. in, in high school, and this is back in the day when they would have, like, the cross-color-like yeah. Air Force Ones, we wear, like the Laker Air One. Yeah. So I had I had the A jersey, and I had the the, the yellow, yeah. and I mean the gold and purple Air Force Ones, and that was like one of yeah. my freshest fits, man. And I had to have to match with it, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, I, I, Kobe meant a lot to me just because the, the way he competed. I mean, the stuff he did off off the off the basketball court, you know, it is far more greater than what he did on the court. But just being mm-hmm. the ultimate competitor, the Mamba mentality. I mean, that really resonated with me, like, pushing your body past its limits. Like, there really yeah. was no limit for Kobe Bryant, man. and that's something that I really equated to and put it in my game. So just tell us about, like, what why Kobe was so special to you.
1: Man, uh, well, like like you said, like, I came, when I came from Haiti, man. Well, really, when you live in the Haiti, you know, it's almost like a whole different, well, obviously it is a different side of the world so you don't really know much but it was only probably two people you heard about over there man it was Kobe and Michael Jordan mm-hmm. uh you know even before I ever saw an NBA game I knew the name Kobe and that that show you his impact he had on the world and and sports and all that man and so when I came over here um I think it was 2005 or yeah um uh First only person I knew when I first watched started watching basketball was Kobe. And you know, um and man his impact not not ever having a chance to even meet him and he had an impact on I think the way I worked and I went about everything, you know. Um, you could see it on the on the floor, you know, the way he played the game, the passion he had. And, and you know, I was the guy that, the kind of guy that would search up all YouTube clips and mm-hmm. listen to him speak and stuff like that, man. And, you know, I would do that with football players as well. But he was one of the few basketball players I would, you know, look up on YouTube at a young age and, and look and, and, and try to get some type of wisdom from and stuff like, and, you know, just the way he spoke about the way he went about um, trying to perfect his craft and and, and chasing greatness, man. That was something that impacted me at a young age. And um, like I said, he was one of the reasons I wore number eight. um, Well, my birthday is September 8th as well. He was one of the reasons as well that made sense for me. And I was like, man, I love that number eight. I wore it all through high school, all through my college career, man. So um, it was definitely, man, it was sad me, man, when I first heard it, man. Yesterday, it was... Um, and the fact that his daughter, you know, and not to also forget the other passengers that was on that plane, man, it, was, it was truly sad, man. Um, you know, it, I can't even imagine he having a daughter now that just turned one, um, yeah. looking at her and imagining her not being able to live a full life. You know, his daughter was only 13, man, and obviously had a, a beautiful life ahead of her, man. And. And for that to just happen like that, man, it just make you make you cherish life a little bit more, man. And um, definitely don't want to take nothing for for granted. Don't want to take my talent for granted. And I think it comes like a little wake up call for me, um, low key, man. It was like you know uh, I can't take this stuff for granted because you you never know when it will stop, um, when it could just all end, and you know. And I think. The reason we we're all in the position we're at, where God put us in the position we're at, is, is to inspire others, man, and you know. So, and, and He did that, and He inspired millions of people around the world, people that never met Him, you know, are, are saddened by this, and and, uh, and and that's the kind of impact. Hopefully, I, I would like to leave on this world, man. You know, if I could even have half that kind of impact, man, I I'd be I'd be blessed.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the impact he had was was so vast and. And the, and the funny thing was, like, he had an impact on the court, but what he was doing after after basketball, it just seems like yeah. he had really found his footing and what he wanted to do. He had opened up the Mamba, you know, Academy, and yeah. and he was just being a great father and just being a great role model exactly. to, to everybody. Yeah. I think really showed who Kobe Bryant really was, and there'll never be yeah. another Kobe Bryant. I just want nah, to send out nah, my nah. my prayers and condolences to. To so everybody affected by that, that, that tragic helicopter crash and his wife Vanessa and, and his, his three daughters, man. And just uh, rest in peace, Kobe, man. There'll never be another one like you, man. For sure.